This is where it all begins. Ready? Dates crash back in racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley. Good morning and welcome to the first word. Group 1 Racing returns to Melbourne. First Group 1 for the season with the Memsey Stakes at Caulfield today. And what a race steeped in history it is. Behemoth back-to-back and Scales of Justice. Recent winners, Atlantic Jewels, So You Think, Weekend Hustler, Miss Finland, Maccabi Diva, the great Sunline, all horses on the Memsey Stakes on a roll. What a fantastic race it has been over the years. And this year's edition has so many questions to be answered and so many good horses. Resuming, we've got the San Domenico and the up-and-coming stakes, the feature races in Sydney, and the Leon McDonald stakes in Adelaide. With Leon trying to win the race, with at this stage the favourite for the race is Dallas Ann, trained by Leon McDonald and Andrew Lewis. Before we get into some track conditions, Caulfield and Rose Hill, we'll get an update on the condition of Billy Egan. Thanks so much to Maddie Highland, the CEO of the Victorian Jockeys Association, sending through an update on Billy this morning, who had a fall in the last race at Pakenham yesterday. He's having surgery at the moment to relieve some pressure in his upper arm. It's most likely ligament or a nerve injury. No leg or arm fractures identified at this stage and that was the concern sent out via the VGA on initial reports yesterday. So that's some positive news for Billy. He's in quite a deal of pain. The surgery is there to try and relieve that pain and identify what the issue is. But at this stage, from Billy Egan's perspective, there are no fractures identified either in his arms or legs. So hopefully a quicker recovery from Billy than might have been expected first after that horrific fall in the last at Pakenham yesterday. Big day on the first word before we get into the panel at uh, eight o'clock when Dean Lester David Gately and Nicole Thomas join me. We'll try and find plenty of winners in the first hour with trainers, runners today. And then we hand over to, uh, after the international or the interstate form, we hand over to the boys on course at Caulfield, Michael Felgate, Maddie Stewart and Dan Malecki. So a big morning leading into Group 1 racing at Caulfield. Let's get the latest on the track conditions at Caulfield with Tim Bailey. Good morning to you, Tim. Good morning, Warren. How's the day dawned at Caulfield? Uh, very foggy, uh, but... You know, if I believe the forecast, it's going to be a lovely day and 19 degrees and some sun, so it'll be it'll be worth the wait. The track got into the, the heavy range, uh, apparently just into that heavy range at stages during the week. What's the progression been since then? Yeah, so we had um, some pretty consistent rain early in the week. You ride heavy eight on Wednesday morning. We posted it as, as a seven yesterday morning, and we're, and we're now on a soft six, and I'm, I'm happy with that rating. And not sure it'll progress any further than that, but it'll, it'll certainly, uh, you know, race or start the meeting as a soft six and very confident it's in terrific order and confident it'll race as well. How are you reading the, the forecast for the day? Yeah, look, as I mentioned, I think once this fog lifts, it's going to be a, a lovely day. Um, you know, up the sun's out, just a light northerly, which, uh, you know, 15 to 20 kilometres, which shouldn't have any impact on the on the racing. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a lovely, lovely day and a sign that spring's really upon us. With the rail back in the, the true position, you got any idea how you expect the track to play today? Oh, I'm extremely confident of race even, Warren. Uh, you know, the, the rail was out at nine here a fortnight ago. You know, there's obviously a little bit of marking out at nine, but even if the horses had you know, got pushed out onto that area, uh, you know, I, I think they'd still be able to run home, run home and win. So, you know, I, I think yeah, it'll be uh, tempo-related only today, and I would certainly wouldn't be going looking for any patterns. The key parameters, going stick, shear and the like, how have they come up this morning? Yeah, going stick 8.7 with a shear of 10.7. Uh, so, yeah, that 8.7 just puts it in that genuine soft range, which, which we've rated it. Uh, and, um, yeah, we're actually 
John McNeil uh, gallop one around about 6.30 and he agreed with that rating as a soft six. And uh, yeah, so I think it'll be spot on for racing. Looking forward to a terrific day's racing. Currently a soft six. Great that you, you've had the feedback from a, a leading rider going around and concurring with that. And hopefully the fog clears and we get to have a terrific day at Caulfield. Looking forward to being out there, Tim. Thanks, Warren. Tim Bailey with all the, the key parameters for Caulfield, the, the most relevant. It's currently a soft six after being a heavy eight during the week. John McNeil galloping a horse just on half an hour or so ago and agreeing with the rating of a soft six and, and not likely to improve significantly, but good conditions out there with not a lot of breeze, so the wind won't have an effect on the racing at Caulfield today. Let's find out from Sean Patterson the update on the conditions at Rose Hill with the San Domenico and the up-and-coming, the features there today. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning. How's the day dawned in Sydney? Yeah, look, uh, there was a forecast yesterday for about a half a mil of rain. Unfortunately, we got a little bit more than that. We hit 2.3 mil in the last 24 hours, which takes our total to 16.8 for the last seven days. How's that affected the, the rating as it was, say, yesterday as opposed to this morning? Yeah, look, we were soft five yesterday. We had Brennan Adula gallop this morning, uh, yesterday morning. He thought it was just in soft five. We were pretty confident that we'd get to a four, but unfortunately, with a little bit of rain, it's just set us back and sitting in the genuine soft five range. How's the day looking there? Yeah, look, it's quite overcast. There are some showers coming from the yeast. Uh, we're just keeping track of them. Uh, at the moment, there's, there has been no rain this morning, so we're just uh, hoping that it stays clear from us, but um, just watching the skies. How have you managed the rail from that meeting two weeks ago? Yeah, so we're out seven metres a fortnight ago. We're back in the true position. Uh, good pad of grass all the way across. Obviously, a little bit of wear out that, that seven, eight metres from last fortnight, but... Um, presents well. A lot of talk with that last meeting and, and you know, Hugh Bowman and other riders are having some quizzing from the stewards for trying to stay near that inside section. How, how do you see the pattern today with the different rail position? Yeah, look, back and true, we give them all the ground possible. Um, obviously, with the rails out, you do tend to get more on the rail. Uh, we've been trying to really spread the wear across the track to make sure it's even and consistent. Back in the true today, uh, good pad of grass, it's recovered well, so it should play pretty well. Looking forward to a good day's racing with the three-year-old stepping out in the up-and-coming in the San Domenico. Thanks for the update, Sean. No worries, thank you. Johnny McArdle's heading to Caulfield today with El Rocco, who's in a rich vein of form since being gelded. He joins us this morning. Good morning, John. How are you, Warren? Good. You've got the big fella going well since being gelded. How is he going into today? Yeah, look, he's uh, not much changes with him now. He's a gelding. He uh, he went down to Lauriston... Uh, after uh, after running second at Caulfield a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we're we're tossing up whether to go to Mooney Valley next week uh, at the mile, uh, but he came back and he was just really fresh and quite sharp in his work on Tuesday morning. So uh, yeah, he seems to be uh, well, and if he uh, repeats uh, his uh, last few runs, then he should be competitive again today. Lot was made of his first two wins since being gelded. They maybe coincidentally happened to be on heavy ground. But what did you make of his run then, getting onto a good track at Caulfield last start? Oh, look, I think it was just a bit of a sit sprint affair, and uh, it probably doesn't suit him. Uh, he probably wants it, uh, you know, a, a bit truer run, and he just got over racing a little bit, and uh, with the three weeks between runs and. Uh, he got beaten 0.4 of a length by uh, a horse that had stakes grade uh, form and uh, good first up form, so I was really happy with him. Busted and Torso, he meets 
again today was probably unlucky in that race. Uh, so, you know, it'll be hard to beat, and races like this are always competitive, but uh, he's in good form, the big man, so hopefully he can continue. You mentioned not suited by the sit sprint. What would you like to see the race in terms of its uh, tempo and shape today? Oh, I'd like to see a, you know, a true run race uh, where they, uh, they sort of go along at a reasonably solid gallop and him just be able to settle that little bit better, uh, sort of, you know, fifth, sixth, something like that, uh, and then just have one last crack at them. How's the Moonlight Gambler done since the win at the Valley last week? Yeah, he's doing really well. Uh, he's uh, actually out at Tom Kerno's uh, farm at Fulman Park at the Water Walker at the moment. He'll arrive back uh, home on Monday, uh, and he'll probably head towards Flemington uh, two weeks today. Good luck with Al Rocco today, John. Hopefully he'll... Well, you'd be astonished if he doesn't run well again. And the soft six conditions, how do you see that for him? Uh, yeah, look, uh, he goes on all ground. Uh, we never actually thought he was much good on uh, the heavy ground until uh, this prep. Uh, but, yeah, he goes on all ground, so it won't bother him. Good luck today. Cheers. Thank you. John McArdle heading Al Rocco to Caulfield. He'll no doubt uh, run well. Again, he lines up in race three on the card. J.D. Hayes has got a big team heading for the Lindsay Park operation to Caulfield today, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, J.D. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Where do we find you this morning? Flemington or Yaroa? I'm actually in the Hunter Valley. I'm actually uh, staying at Coolmore during the stallion parade, so I'm, I'm very lucky. None of the above was the answer. I should have uh, just asked you where you were rather than preempt where you were. How are you finding the Hunter Valley? No, it's a lovely place up here. It's a, it's a well documented. It's a great place to raise young horses, and there's some incredible properties up here. Your first runner today goes around in the Coolmore Colours in Lady of Honour, race two with Jake Noonan aboard. How's she done since that first up run? Yeah, I'm seriously hoping she's able to get the chocolate today, otherwise, I might need to find some accommodation going. So. She's done really well first up after her first up run. Um, we just felt like she needed that, and I think she's better suited to the 1,400, and she gets in with a nice lightweight. So hoping she can uh, be able to post a victory today. She was close enough to what appeared to be a, a pretty solid tempo first up. How, what did that take out of her? Yeah, she, it was just, a, like you said, a very, very fast run race. And what was interesting about that run when Jake Noonan came in he couldn't pull her up, so she was just really getting going late. So I think the extra 300 metres here is really going to suit her, but she, she's giving us the impression that she's going to be a very good miler. What would you think from a 1,400 metre tempo point of view and the draw today? Uh, we're just going to ride her where she's comf- comfortable. She's a horse with a very big galloping action, and Jake knows her well. So just leave it to Jake, but I can see her sit- settling um, either outside the leader or in the first four, and giving her space in the straight and letting her use that big galloping action when it comes quicken. Race three, you've got So Risque, who's got some decent recent racing under the belt. A little gear change with the winkers going on today. What was the thought process there? Uh, we just felt like now that he's up in grade, um, just a little bit of a gear change to help him find a length or two. Um, he's going well, can't fault him. He's very fit. Uh, he gets conditions to suit, and um, I think he's going to get a good run from the barrier. Race four, you've got Gentleman Roy and Nicolini Vendo. We'll start with Big Boy Roy. He's uh, first up. How's he progressing? Big Boy Roy, he's um, he's come up nicely. I think he's going to need the run first up. Um, he's still got quite a bit of condition on him, and I think 
uh, we're either tossing up between going another trial or going to the races. And he's a horse that um, he's got a nice high cruising speed, and we feel like a race will trim him up better than another trial. So he's got a lot of improvement. Um, he's got a lot of class, and last preparation, you couldn't fault what he did going through the seven starts with five wins and two seconds. So it's good to have him back at the races, but I think um, he's a little bit vulnerable today. He might need to run. What type of races will you be aiming at him at when he when he gets fully fit? Uh, he's got an array of races that we can poke, point him towards because the spring has got just such nice races available for horses like him. I um, just want to see how he's going first, second up before we lock in a, a real target, but Loosely, um, the two-rack handicap's not out of mind. Nicolini Vida goes around in the same race. He's third up now and arguably looked flat second up. What did you make of the run? Yeah, we just felt like he over-travelled a little bit in the winkers um, and that just took away from his final 200 metres. I thought it was still a brave effort from the horse to present at the top of the straight, but just wasting that energy early, fighting himself and the jockey just told. Um, he's trained on nicely three weeks between runs. He's taken the winkers off in a bid to get him to settle and uh, hopefully he does that and races much more tractably for the jockey but he's third up very fit. Also a gear change with some hind bandages going on. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, we just felt like um, he's just it was a little bit tight over the hamstrings uh, leading in after the last run uh, so we just started to put some bandages on just to be safe. Tijuana, I think it's been Ben who's been on with Michael Felgate during the week. Quite impressed with the way Tijuana's progressing and he's building a, a good record. He goes around in race five, the McNeil. What a great race that is. How's he progressing? Yeah, it's a very hot race. Um, he's got another one, like Gentleman Roy, a lot of um, improvement in him. Um, last preparation, he was able to win first up and made him you know, 1,200 metres, but he comes up very against a very quality field today. So as long as he's hitting the line... Um, I feel like he's going to really come into his own over 1,400 metres a mile. Winner at big odds was Barbie's Fox last start. I think some connections are still counting the money there. Has she progressing leading into a rising grade, the Heatherly? Yes, they certainly are still counting the money. Um, they hit it out of the park that day. So she's at big odds again today. Um, it is a sharp rise up in grade, but she's a fit horse. You don't mess with her mare in form. Um, she's holding her form beautifully. Uh, she obviously goes well at Caulfield and she gets lovely barriers. So um, I wouldn't be leaving her at a quaddie. She could blow them. She could be the knockout blow. Got a couple of horses heading across to the old dominant um, ground of, of Adelaide with Rigel Star and Hinter Blue going around in races 7 and 10 on the big card at, at Morfordville. Any thoughts there? Yeah, don't mind Rigel Star with the blinkers going on. I think that could um, improve him sharply and he goes to a slightly weaker jurisdiction in Adelaide. And Hinto Blue, um, he probably needs to find some form before I'm tipping him. I've got a feeling I know where you're going to go because you're going to maintain the faith. Who do you think's the best of the team today? I'm really hoping that Lady Yvonne is able to get past the post first today. Good on you, JD. Thanks for that comprehensive wrap. How's Mr Brightside done since the, uh, the good win last start? Yeah, he's really bounced out of his win first up. Uh, we were actually quite... Um, impressed with how fresh and well he was in himself. He's taken no ill effects out of it. He's tightened up physically and he'll be doing his final piece of work on the grass at Ural on Monday in preparation and heading to the valley next Saturday. Good luck today and, and good luck with Mr Brightside as he progresses through the spring. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me.
JD Hayes there with a comprehensive wrap from the Hunter Valley at the, the Coolmore uh, farm there, looking at the stallions. And in the Coolmore colours, we have Lady of Honour going around their first runner today. One of the key runners today is half cabin for the Godolphin operation with James Cummings. As we go to the break, let's get the thoughts of James Cummings on half cabin, dropping back to 1,200 metres in the McNeil today. Well, it's, it is a big advantage in, in giving him another opportunity to see Caulfield even before the Caulfield Guineas prelude. So um, that's why I like the look of this race. Uh, he maps to get uh, an energy-saving run, and he's just ticking along beautifully since Sandown. Um, I'm very pleased with him. I saw him last week. He looks great. And the drop back to six furlongs, I think, should be OK for the horse because he's got plenty of natural pace, mm. and, uh, and he'll, be, he'll be able to absorb that pressure. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the First Word with Warren Huntley. Trying to find some winners on a Saturday afternoon. Group 1 Racing returning to Melbourne with the Memsey Stakes, the feature at Caulfield today, the up-and-coming, and the San Domenico, the three-year-old features in New South Wales at Rose Hill with the rail back in the true. For those that didn't hear, we got an update through from Matty Highland. Thanks so much for the update, Matty, on Billy Egan, who had a fall in the last race at Pakenham yesterday. He's having surgery at the moment to relieve some pressure in his upper arm. It's most likely ligament and nerve injury, no no leg or arm fractures identified at this stage. Billy was in quite a deal of pain and hence the surgery, but at this stage no fractures have been identified and the surgery is to try and relieve some, some pain that they believe is ligament and nerve related. So that's some good news and I'm sure that's welcome news to Pat Carey, who's our next guest. Good morning to you, Pat. Yeah, very much so. It's good to hear that little update on uh, Billy. That was I saw that fall. It was quite a nasty fall and he's got out of that uh, with that injury okay, I think. We're racing on a soft six at Caulfield at, at this stage, and the, the information from Tim Bailey is it's probably likely to hold that throughout the day, despite the fact that it's going to be a, a nice day at Caulfield and, and potentially not a lot of breeze to, to dry the track out. How does that affect you with Starlight Scope heading to, to Caulfield race two from an inside draw? Well, she's race fit. I think um, she handles it reasonable, and I think being early in the day, Probably not a bad outcome for her with um, obviously no breeze. You picked up on that and, you know, I think uh, these conditions, it'll stay much the same. So she won't be too affected. Capable of, of holding a spot for that inside draw and, and she does give a good kick when you, you watch her riding the speed. Would you expect that to be a similar tactic today? She's kept improving through the preparation and, um, you know, she had a little bit of improvement in her, from a few runs back and she's kept improving so um she's drawn good not a big field and uh, down on the minimum um obviously she's a couple of points out of her class but um she could be out of trouble i think blake mcdougall's not a young rider but he's relatively new to the riding ranks here in victoria and you've been so instrumental in the development of a number of young riders here in victoria um Getting to know Blake as, a, as an older rider, how do you see his riding style and his development down here in Victoria? Yeah, he's, um, he comes with a lot of experience and, um, you know, he's, he's obviously he was talented in Sydney, and but he, he's ridden on a lot of different types of tracks in the Riverina and things like that. So when you add all that experience up, he adapts to most situations pretty quick. And I think he's... Um, been a welcome addition to our riding ranks and I think he rides well. 
He rode very well at Mooney Valley early last week on Clarity. How's that, that horse come through the, the debut victory? A, a good, obviously, slightly aggressive placement from you, but maybe that uh, was a free tip in itself that you are happy to run Clarity at, at Mooney Valley. How's the horse done since then? Aim for the sky and hope to hit the chimney. That's what we do. But um, no, she's come through well. And uh, that was, you know, she had, she had to put it all together to to, um, to win that race. And she did a good job for a horse on debut. So she's come through okay. And um, we'll just keep charting her way forward. Um, from this point, you know, there's no rush to run her again. But, you know, we'll just see, what, see how the program unfolds for her. Well done there, Pat. Uh, retrospective, congratulations there and good luck with Starlight Scope heading to Caulfield Race 2 today. Thanks very much, Warren. Bye-bye. Pat Carey there, Starlight Scope heading to Caulfield. Blake McDougall has had a real impact since arriving here in Victoria. Just folks, not going to Caulfield, but he's going to South Australia today to Morfordville for the feature race. Used to be known as the Penny Edition. It's now the Leon McDonald Stakes and Josh Julius has got the big fella Just Folk heading there. Good morning to you, Josh. Morning, Warren. How are you going? Very well, thank you. How's Just Folk going into today? Yeah, no, he's going well. He seems to have come through the uh, Ori Star not too bad. We had uh, a plethora of options for him for his second up run. This was always sort of um, on the radar, and yeah, it's sort of it's come up a really nice option for him, I think. What was your expectation going into the Flemington run? No, look, we really weren't sure. Um, I was hopeful more than expectant that he'd uh, handle the straight uh, a bit better than he did. Craig was uh, awfully upbeat after the run, um, said just forget he went around, you know, he got on the wrong part of the track, but had the horses on the wrong side of him. And once he sort of um, got around Calcani Royale and sort of spotted the winning post and had a horse on his inside, he, uh, he really flattened out to the line nicely and ran through the line well. So Craig was very upbeat and uh, said we've been happy with him between runs. And um, yeah, this looks a, looks a nice option for him. When you make the decision to, to go to Adelaide and, and that, being the better option in your view for this run. How do you work out the logistics of, of getting the horse to South Australia? Uh, we're probably lucky that he's um, obviously a seasoned traveller now. Warren, he's sort of spent a lot of time up in Sydney during the autumn and he's, he's come over and raced at Murray Bridge uh, this time last year as well. So, um, yeah, he just pops over on Thursday like we usually do for all our Adelaide runners and has a pretty cruisy day Friday. We stop at Murray Bridge on the way through, so it's not going all the way through and he has a bit of time in the float race morning, so it's not too different for him. So, uh, he's eaten well, he's drank well since he's been here and yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing what he produces today. I think I heard Rick McIntosh talking on Racing.com during the week. High Stranger was the country horse of the year, but there might be a, a function at Ballarat. Uh, Bendigo, sorry, to, tonight for their horse of the year. How do you think High Folk, might, Just Folk, might, might fare there? Yeah, no, I think a couple of group twos might keep him in good stead for that, for the Bendigo <laughs> horse of the year. But um, uh, it's actually on September 10, that, so I hope Rick doesn't turn up to... Uh, run the function today because it's, uh, it's not on tonight and no one will be there. So uh, uh, September 10 is our Horse of the Year awards night and it's always a good night for our local community to get together and, uh, and celebrate the year. What's the aim for your horse this spring? Uh, look, Warren, we're not sure. We'd love to obviously um, have him in a Group 1 in the right space and uh, in the right form and, and see what we can do. You know, like there's obviously the Epsom uh, up in Sydney uh, over a mile. It's sort of a handicap mile option this year, but... Um, uh, I guess we've still got two racks, Rupert Clark. Um, if he runs really well today, we can probably have a look at uh, Adam McIvey. But uh, look, we're, we're really going to just let his form um, uh, guide us for this preparation and um, yeah, sort of see where we end up, I suppose. 
And from a family perspective, it will be even, I suppose, more rewarding today to have Melissa, your sister, in the in the saddle for that victory in, in Adelaide if you're able to pull it off. Yeah, absolutely huge, Warren. She's been pretty um, uh, pivotal in uh, in all our uh, all our victories so far, and and his education right through from a young horse. You know, she's um, she comes up from more regularly to Bendigo to gallop horses for me, and um, she's been a, a huge played a huge role in uh, in his education and and, uh, and his success. So. Uh, for uh, her to have an opportunity, I've, I've really wanted to for a long time. Give her an opportunity and, and scooting over to Adelaide and, uh, with a jockey that uh, with nosing backwards is um, uh, was yeah it was an easy choice to uh, to put it on for today. Best of luck with him today, Josh, and good luck heading to the uh, to the Bendigo Horse of the Year on September the tenth. And thanks to Michael Felgate for letting me know the Cranbourne Horse of the Year awards are on tonight. So good luck to those in contention there. Good luck today. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate it, mate. Josh Julius there with Just Folk heading over to Adelaide for the Leon McDonald. Big day at Caulfield with a few runners for the Bussenton and Young Stable. And Nat Young joins us this morning. Good morning, Nat. Morning. How are you feeling this morning? Uh, not too bad. We've, uh, we've still got about six trips to chew through. Uh, we've had the track closed a little bit here at Cranbourne because it's so foggy. So we're just starting to get underway now. Well, hopefully Pasiro can see some, some clear air and the fog clears for him. He goes around in race three. He didn't see a lot of clear air at Caulfield last start. How did he come through that? No, he was really actually unlucky, unfortunately. And uh, look, Damien came in and said, look, he probably should have won in hindsight, but hopefully he gets the luck in his favour today. But he's, he's bounced through that run really well. And um, we've done a little bit of maintenance behind, so hoping he's going to jump a little bit better and, and be a bit more forward today. And he comes into barrier eight and... Uh, yeah, his his work on Tuesday was exceptional. So, you know, down in grade from the 84 last start to the 78, um, I think it should be right up his alley. You've got a couple of runners in race four, Rich Hips and Flash R, both resuming. Let's start with Rich Hips, uh, a horse who can fire first up. How is she coming to hand? Yeah, she's um, she's come back in brilliant. She's really filled out and she's carrying a, a bit of condition for her, you know. Um, first couple of preps we had with her, she sort of, you know, always sort of looked a little bit like a coat hanger, but she's finally developed and um, she's looking an absolute picture. She's, you know, she has a great first up form. I think she won first up last time in the group three and uh, she's got a little bit of a sticky gait. Um, and she's a horse that does like to go back that little bit and not be bustled early. So she has that good turn of foot. Um, so whether she gets a really good tempo, um, there seems to be a few that might run on speed, maybe open-minded be up on speed and, Hopefully we do get a little bit of that so she can finish off. But she's been galloping really well. She's had those couple of trials under her belt here at Cranbourne and she's finished off super um, and, and in good company too. So I think she's a really good chance today, fresh up. She's been working great. How do you compare the, the respective chances with Flash R, who's also first up, hasn't been with your stable that long, but seems to have settled in well from the race day performances to date? Yeah, last preparation, you know, he won first up and then had a couple of seconds and we sort of took him up back up to Queensland and just didn't really quite fire. So we're just, I think he's going to be a bit better over that sort of middle distance. Um, he does go good fresh too, the source, and this hasn't really been much between them. He's been working good on the track. If anything, he probably just looks a little bit pretty compared to Rich Hips. Um, he's still got a little bit of condition on him, but he gets in a little bit better with the weights, obviously, with the two kilos than her. But um, yeah, he trolled up the other day and he jumped and sat last and really whipped around them and finished off strong to the line. He only ran fourth, but he was really motoring late. So I think that's what we'll see with him today. Um, and just have to get a little bit of luck in the running. Race nine, you've taken out. He's our Bonneville. Is there another option for, for him in the short term? 
Yeah, look, um, he was going into that race brilliantly, but just when the barriers came out, we thought, well, it just makes it too hard for him when the rail's back in the true at Caulfield. So uh, we're going to uh, run him next Saturday at the Valley in the 78 mile and playing with Alana Kelly. So, um, yeah, he's going to go and have a track gallop there on Tuesday. Uh, he went there last week, um, so just he's had a couple of little runs around there on that tight surface. It was a little bit harder for these European horses, but um, he's, he's going really well. Couple of runners at Warwick Nabil today. Skybeam in race two and Walkstar in race four. Your expectation there? Yeah, Walkstar got that ace draw, and um, you know the horse that beat her last time at Moi had come out and was only beaten a length and a bit at the Valley last week. So um, I think she's she's really trimmed up nicely from that run under her belt, and uh, she should just jump and run. It's a thousand metres, so it won't overcomplicate it. So I think she should uh, she should be quite hard to beat. Who do you think's your best today, Nat? Uh, well, I'm hoping it's Pasquero, um, just for the drop and grade. And I think he's, he's probably a good value at $5. And, you know, Damien sort of knows now. I'm pretty sure he'll get it get it spot on. Best of luck getting through the rest of your work this afternoon and at Caulfield later on in the day. Great. Thanks a lot. Nat Young there with the team. Pasquero, race three, number seven, possibly the best. The scratchings just about to go interim at Caulfield. Just a couple of notes that have come out this morning. Peter Moody, scratch number one, race nine, Spanish Mission. Also, Oxley Road, race six, number one, comes out. So we'll have the scratchings final before eight o'clock. They'll be interim shortly, but a couple of key scratchings in the last half hour or so. As we go to a break, one of the anchors for the day might be passive-aggressive from the Graham Begg stable. A four-year-old mare now taking on the older horses for the first time. She's been heavily backed to take out the Cockrum Stakes. Let's get Graham thoughts on passive-aggressive. Yeah, no, we've been very happy the way she's uh, gone on since her barrier trial. Uh, we were very fortunate we were able to give her a lovely gallop on uh, Monday morning at Cranbourne on the grass and worked very, very nicely. Obviously, uh, well documented, she's quite adept in any sort of softish ground, so track won't hold any fears for her tomorrow. Uh, obviously, even if it improves, it'll still be good. Once she gets a toe into it, it'll be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, no, she's in very good shape and... Uh, you know, couldn't be more happier, you know, t- take it to the races tomorrow. Building up to Memsey Stakes Day at Caulfield today, the first group one of the season here in Victoria. It's not a group one, but it's one of the key races of the day is the Cockrum Stakes race seven on the card. And Tom Dabney settling up, flying mascot first up. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Warren. How have you got flying mascot prepared for her first up run today? Uh, she's had to jump out and uh, she's... Performed quite well. The most recent of those at Sonata. The track was probably in the heavy range there, and uh, she, I thought she let down well and uh, seems uh, fresh. Twelve hundred has not been a winning distance for her, but first up in the autumn, uh, she ran extremely well and went down a short margin to Proverbial. So it's certainly not beyond her, but uh, we're, I'm sort of got. The whole spring in mind, so I probably would like to see her improve into the prep rather than come out all guns blazing today. She's a five-year-old mare now, so she should be pretty close to fully mature, if not already there. How have you seen her this preparation compared to others? Um, I'll be honest, she's a delicate horse, um, and we've probably restricted her to sort of four-run uh, campaigns, but she's performed very well in it would spring and autumn, uh, but we've just probably a little bit mindful of 
uh, you know, maybe like a grand final of the Empire Rose in November. Um, I'm thinking uh, if she runs well today, possibly going to the Let's Elope and then maybe a little bit of a gap for a month um, and then try and have a... Uh, a run into Cup Week is what I, what I'm thinking, but she, as you say, she is that little bit more seasoned, and uh, I'll you know certainly be taking it one run at a time and and be guided on how she's performing and pulling up. Heading to Morfordville as well, so floats going in both directions from your Warrnambool base. Race seven, number ten, Starfield Impact, and race eight, number one, the Stage. Are heading to Morfordville today. Your expectation there. Starfield Impact, it's, first, it's her first run for our stable. She comes across from Perth, so she's first up from a spell. Um, she's trialled up quite nicely. She's had three trials. So today uh, will be interesting to get a guide of uh, where she, how she measures up, but she's certainly been trialling up quite nicely. Um, and the stage her first up jumped a bit awkwardly on the synthetic and got back, and uh, it was a bit of a nothing run, but he could improve back on turf and up to 1,400. So hopefully he'll run a better race. We're trying to find a winner from the stable today. What do you think is our best chance? Yeah, look, to get a winner today, I think everything would have to go right. Um, I think uh, Fly Mascot is a... I'd be disappointed if we weren't sort of finishing top four. Um, And then uh, the runners in Adelaide, I just... You know, I'm hoping they run well. So I wouldn't... Uh, I'd, I'd be a bit sitting on the fence there for a winner, but I'd find Mascot's clearly our best horse running, yeah. Good luck today with the team, Tom. Thanks, Warren. Cheers. John O'Shea's saddling up Zuccarino race nine. The San Domenico, one of the features at Rose Hill today. He joins us this morning following that last start winner, Zuccarino. Morning to you, John. Yeah, Warren, me, mate. Very well, thank you. How's Zuccarino come through that win? Yeah, really good. Just took a nice step forward, which he needs to, but um, he's on an upward spiral. How do you see the race shaping up from an inside draw today? A little tricky in the sense that there's a bunch of speed um, and not necessarily quality speed. So, um, you know, I think uh, turning for home, we've got to make sure we don't have any slow coming back in our lap and um, but, you know, that's why we got a good rider on and horse can get to the right part of the track. I think he can, can run well again. Interested in your take. Obviously, the right part of the track was back near the inside when he won the Rosebud last start. And today, how do you see the track playing? It'll be similar. I mean, it's Rose Hill and, you know, it's not overly wet. So um, probably one or two off would be OK. But I'd sooner be drawn where we're drawn than, than any further out, you know, so... Um, but, you know, I've said the, the concern is that they, they won't be loafing and, um, you know, you just don't want to be having slow horses coming back in your face when you want to get on with things. number of these horses are, are on a path towards the Golden Rose. What's the path for Zuccarino? <clears throat> well, I think we just get through today and and determine, you know, his capacity to continue to improve and, and make himself competitive if... If he was competitive again today, then the option to run in the, in the run to the Rose, and, and that would probably nearly do him irrespective. Um, you know, I'd, I wouldn't want to be sort of going beyond four runs at his first prep. He's, he's come a very long way. I think he's a genuine Group One sprinter of the future, and 
just a matter of sort of getting the miles into his legs gradually and, and developing him into a you know, successful horse. Zoo Tiger created a huge impression, well-backed at the Kenzo track during the week. What was your take on that win? Well, it was a sort of win that we were hoping we were going to see. Um, he's been a really impressive horse at home. We gave him a couple of seizing runs at two on unsuitable tracks and unsuitable surfaces, but it was more about you know, getting getting him a little seasoned and then he spelled very well, come back in in a big, strong colt and he's been doing things really nicely at home. So um, Mac was nice and aggressive on him. He responded and uh, he got the job done really well. So, you know, he's a horse that we think can measure up to the, the better three-year-old races up to a mile in, in Australia and hopefully over the next month or so he gets his opportunity to do so. Coming out of maiden grade, have you got a likely next target for him now? Yeah, just go to the Ming Dynasty and then the Golden Rose. And then, you know, if he was to continue to run well, the option is obviously to take him to Caulfield. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful horse and um, he's only going to get better. So I think he's got a really bright future. Exciting times ahead. Good time to have a good horse on the app. John, thanks for joining us this morning. Cheers, Warren. John O'Shea with Zuccarino going around in the San Domenico today. Edward Cummings is headed south with Jewess for the Mimsy Stakes following that little setback last week, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Warren. How's Jewess settled into Melbourne? She's settling well. She had her best night last night, um, as was to be expected, travelling on uh, Wednesday evening and arriving on Thursday morning. So I'm pleased with how she's shaping up into uh, today's race. All the the tests you've done since she passed that uh, that ECG, so to speak, and her recovery was good following that hit out following the the uh, arrhythmia a week or so ago. How has she done since then? Yeah, she's done well. Uh, she had an ECG done on Sunday morning and came back normal, <clears throat> and that was after putting the stethoscope on and determining that she was back to normal as well. Uh, we did another ECG on Monday morning, make sure that it wasn't. Uh, that um, you know that everything was consistent, and uh, she came through with uh, flying colours, and, and we even had the uh, the e tracker on in the trial, and, and she was really good. I was happy with her effort in the trial. It was a gallop that she needed to be ready for today, and, and she's had a very cruisy week since then. From a, a middle to outside draw, how do you see the race shaping up for her? Well, I, I agree with um, a few comments in the in the press about the pace being reasonably genuine. Uh, I think that should. Uh, suit her uh, the way that she normally races from barrier 10, you know, like her grand finals are further down the track and, and it's a long spring. So, you know, we're there to uh, to run well if uh, circumstances uh, see uh, her brought into the race kindly. Um, we know she'll finish off very strongly. So um, I, I, I'd be very happy to see her running on strongly. There's options for her in, in Melbourne and Sydney in the weeks ahead, and as you said, uh, she's a fair way away from her grand final. Yet, Do you get her straight back to Sydney, or is there the potential for her to, to poke around here in Melbourne for a few weeks? No, she'll come back. <clears throat> she'll come back to me uh, in uh, at Hawkesbury, and, and we'll probably um, try to get her ready for the George Main if we feel like she's better off for an extra week, given the travel and the slight change in um, plans early in the preparation, then uh, we can come back to Melbourne for the Underwood and, and sort of keep it down here um, moving forward. 
but um, no, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with where she is right now, and, and you know, as, as is often the case, things can change uh, from day to day, and uh, there's plenty of options for her going to a mile or 1800. Um, either would be fine. It's just going to be a matter of how she's presenting at home and in her work uh, before we make those kinds of sort of confirmations. Well, good luck with her today, Ed, and, and certainly from a, a, a broadcaster's point of view, and I'm sure on behalf of the audience, thank you for being so open and forthcoming and allowing us to, to share the, the trials and tribulations you've had with Jewess and hoping to see her run well today. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Warren. All the best. Ed Cummings heading Jewess to the Memsey and then back to Hawkesbury. One of the key runners of the days today also going around in the Memsey is Alation, a now four-year-old taking on some older horses. He built a great record as a three-year-old. He's currently undefeated. Michael Kent Jr. was on RSN during the week with his thoughts on Alation. Before the barrier draw would have been a bit more confident, but it does make it a bit tougher. Um, but the, the main thing is that he runs in the top four, his rating goes up, and then we can get him into the Rupert Clark and then the Turak, and then hopefully the Golden Eagle. RSN 927's Race Day Morning, and the first word with Warren Huntley. Getting close to 8 o'clock, I'll be joined by Dean Lester, David Gately, and Nicole Thomas from the tab. We'll preview the meeting, Caulfield, Memsey Stakes Day, where we're currently and likely to remain on a soft six with the rail in the true position. Going into the break, we heard from Michael Kent Jr. about the, the prospects and the thoughts on elation going into to the Memsey Stakes. Mick Price was on during the week with their other runner in the race on Thunderstruck. He's definitely fitter. He hasn't got that blubbery look about him. He's, um, you know, he's, he'll improve. He's got a five-run prep leading into the Cox Plate. Um, but he's he's comfortable in the wind, you know. Um, like he gallops his trials. He had beautiful uh, lead-up prep um, where he hasn't missed a day. Nothing's gone wrong with him. He's a happy horse. And uh, look, it was a good opportunity. He's a horse that can get the shakes up a bit, you know, when you take him out. And um, look, we had a um, course proper gallop at Sandown uh, a week ago, and then this morning was good, so he'll be a bit relaxed. And uh, I reckon he runs super on Saturday. That's Mick Price's thoughts on I'm Thunderstruck. James Cummings has got Cascadian going into this race first up. He trialled with Animo recently at Warwick Farm. Animo went on to win the, the Wink Stakes at Group 1 level in Sydney. Here's James' thoughts on Cascadian. They look like they're going to go a nice gallop in this race, mm. which, will, which will suit Cascadian. And he's been in a couple of seven furlong races at Caulfield where that hasn't quite been the case. And, uh, and, uh, and so he's run on resolutely without, without threatening. Uh, but he always runs well over seven furlongs here at Caulfield. Uh, he's, he's run well here fresh in the past. Uh, he did so last preparation in the CF4. He ran so well that it installed him a sort of an unbeatable favourite, second up in the Peter Young, and, and he got up and won that, that start at Caulfield. So he's therefore sort of, yeah, in my mind, yeah, I think there's a way in which he can get, he can get up and win. Interesting thoughts on Cascadian there, who's uh, been performing well in that trial, in particular in Warwick Farm recently, and some winning form out of that trial with Animo winning the Wing Stakes. While we're going through the Memsey and some thoughts during the week, if you didn't hear them, it's been a stop-start preparation for Alligator Blood for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable, but he's now racing in Jerry Harvey's colours. Ollie's in the saddle, and he's running in the Memsey. I take a bit of confidence in that... Um... He didn't have a big break after the Winter Carnival. Um, does help those sort of winter horses coming through here sort of first up and retaining a bit of that residual fitness. So we've tried to just keep him up to the mark as much as we can um, at, at home. Um, you know, he's, he, he's had a gallop 
at, at Mooney Valley, um, you know, over the time there. And he, we were able to have one jump out at Flemington uh, probably about a, a month ago. So, um, yeah, he's, he's done some work. But as I said, you know, probably hasn't necessarily been um, yeah, exactly what I had in mind leading into it. But, um, you know, I guess that's sort of... Um, yeah, so what you need to do is make adjustments along the way, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to do that for him. One of the more intriguing runners in the Memsey is Alligator Blood, having not run since that win in the Stradbroke, and one of the great training performances to get Alligator Blood back in Group 1 winning form, albeit in handicapped conditions, takes on weight for age today. Matty Kamati's heading to Caulfield with a few runners, and the inform Hanadi is his first runner, and it's in the first race, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Matt. Morning, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's Hanadi holding together? Yeah, really good, really good. Um, this, I think, will be her final race of the prep, and we were quite keen to see if she can get 2,000, because while everything she's done, uh, you know, shows her to be a decent miler, um, she does settle quite well. And before going into next campaign, which will probably be a late summer, autumn campaign, um, it's quite nice to know whether we should be including 2,000-metre targets on her on her program as well. Down the track, if, if she ticks that box today, is there even the thought that she might get further in time? Well, I, no, probably not, to be honest. Um, although, I, you know, I don't want to categorically rule that out, but I think, um, I think 16 to 2,000 is going to be her sort of trip. And uh, if, you know, we know she can definitely get, you know, 16 suits her well, uh, but if we can also include 2,000 metre races in the future, um, then that certainly opens the opens the, the the race book up a little bit to her. And I think there's not a better time to try it than than today at the end of this uh, so far successful campaign. At 2,000 metres, how would you like the race to shape up for her? Well, I think uh, you know there's no need to be uh, aggressive on her and be right up near the front. Having said that, it is Caulfield and likely to suit front runners. I think today. Uh, so I don't want to let her get too far back. Um, ideally, if we can be in that sweet spot somewhere between midfield and, and the leading group and uh, and from there sort of settle and sit and relax and travel well, and then, um, you know, she's got a good turn of foot. Um, we'll see if she can employ that. Hopefully it'll be even more devastating over 2,000 metres. Hamadi's near the end of her preparation in the first. Conversely, we take Manhattan and team captain, your other runners for the day, the start of their preparations. Race three, we'll start with we take Manhattan. Your thoughts there? Um, well, look, he's had a long, long time off. He's an old boy. And um, and uh, we'll have to, um, uh, you know, I think he's, he's just, it's just a question of getting him back to the track, to be honest. Uh, he probably wants a little, or will want a little bit further in time, but this is a return race, and it'll be good to see how he handles it and how he comes through it. But he is in great shape, though, and I'm looking forward to seeing him back at the track. Um, and team captain, he's absolutely flying. He really is in, in great condition. Uh, he's a lovely, lovely horse, but he is bred to be a dour, dour stayer. 1700 is going to be a little bit on the short side for him. Not a bad return race, though, for him. And I think how well he swoops is going to be decided by um, you know the early tempo in the race. If no effort gets it, um, gets it, uh, you know a nice ride in front um, without any challenges, then it's going to be hard to to peg it back. I think. But uh, if there are some early challenges and they do too much, then hopefully it'll set up nicely for the sweepers, and hopefully we'll be one of them. You're heading to Warwickmobile today with Quay Quay in the Sheep Hills Cup. How's Quay Quay following that trip to Adelaide last start? Uh, yeah, he's good. He's in great shape. He's a horse that really handles his, his campaigns well. 
very sound, very athletic, keeps himself really sort of trim and, and in good order and loves work. But in my mind, he's been throwing his races away uh, due to his behaviour. He sort of, uh, you know, the minute tempo comes out of the race, he wants to pull and hang. And, um, you know, that just hasn't been serving him well. We've been trying all sorts of things with him to try and knock him out of that habit, but uh, he doesn't seem to want to. I thought Morphville was our one chance, really, to, to see him uh, hopefully back to his old ways, but uh, he still decided to do it as soon as the pace came out of the race. Hopefully today, drawn low, you know, tight track, perhaps lead a bias track, um, you know, he might just get it his own way and never have to pull, and he can just uh, be a class above them, but... Um, it remains to be seen, and he's a he's a risky proposition for any punters, I think, because it might just he might just sort of uh, uh, not sort of be up for it from a mental point of view. Sounds like Hanardi might be the fittest and most reliable conveyance heading to the races for the team today. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean the others they're all in great shape, but um, yeah, a few few question marks and and uh, you know races not exactly to their liking at this stage of the prep. Good luck today, Matt. Thanks a lot. Matt Kamani heading to Caulfield and to Warwickmobile with Quakeway today. Before we get the scratchings with Sean Cosgrove, uh, a news update, and then the panel assemble. A couple of runners that are worth getting a bit of an update on if you didn't hear the comments during the week. Talk about the track conditions for in the boat. Was if it worse than a soft six, then he'd be unlikely to go. We've got that soft six. Lindsay Smith's left in the boat in. Here's his thoughts. Oh, he's, he's as far forward as you would like him first up. There's a number of horses in the same boat as him. Um, and there's a couple who've had a run or two. So they're all quite similar. But, you know, um, when a horse races like the way he does, they have to be pretty fit to maintain that high speed. But uh, he's close enough. As I say, there's a, a few more uh, walls to climb yet. Goes around in race six over 1,100 metres, as does Star Patrol. Let's get Clinton McDonald's thoughts. Yeah, I think he's have a bit of confidence. Um, I think he's well, as long as the tracks go in that right range of the five or six. Um, and, uh, you know, we draw a nice barrier. I'd like to sort of draw four or out. Um, that would be nice. And, uh, yeah, I think Ben will ride him well. And, uh, yeah, he'll be thereabouts for sure. It's a minute to eight on RSN 927. We'll check the scratchings with Sean Cosgrove at Caulfield, get the news with John Bowden, then be back with the panel. Now, at uh, Caulfield today, the weather fine. The road is two for the entire circuit. Uh, soft six, total of 19. Race one, put out one, Born a King. Ten, Gone West, and 15, Spirit of Gold. One, ten, fifteen. Second event, two, Sir Lemur. Number two. The third, five, Grinsinger Alley. Ten, Logan Street Lion. Twelve, Home Rule. 13, Attractable, and 16, Dana Star. 5, 10, 12, 13, 16. Race 4, 1, Just Folk. 11, Blazer Trail. And 13, Turn on the Charm. 1, 11, 13. The 5th, 14, Sir Juggernaut. Number 14. Race 6, 1, Oxley Road, and 2, Kalos. 1 and 2. Race 7, 4, Argentia. Number 4. The 9th, 1, Spanish Mission. 12, La Chevalet. And 16, he's our Bonneval. One twelve sixteen. Riders in the first six Spanish tides, Blake Shin. B Shin. Waiting on a rider for number four, Zimaway in the second. In race four, six high stranger, Harry Coffee, H Coffee. And race nine, number nine, Jimmy the Bear, T.O. Nugent. T.O. Nugent on race nine, number nine. After the news, the Melbourne Form Panel.